0: Boilermakers do it! They survived the upset with a three-set run to win it five. The block by Purdue and the Boilermakers are moving on! Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. Corey Palm with Head Coach Dave, Shondell Dell, uh, Coach. Uh, wanted to, uh, well, we've wrapped up the non-conference season. Uh, one and one last week with splitting matches with with UCF and USC, right. and uh, you know we'll get into those matches in, in a little bit in depth. Um, but overall, the non conference schedule, I know it was as hard a slate as you've ever had here, maybe as hard a slate as any Purdue pro, uh, team has ever had in the history of Purdue volleyball. Uh, very difficult. Um, did you get the challenge you you were wanting? And how do you think your team fared? Well, we were
1: challenged every night, and that was what we wanted. Um, finished six and three on the season. Uh, we were one and two after the first weekend, and uh, you know the girls pulled themselves back up and started playing much better after that first weekend. So you go what five and one in the last three weekends with the one loss uh, to USC. With every game you lost being a two point loss, mm-hmm. and with the aid of something we'll talk about later on, challenge review system. Um, But anyway, um, I I feel good about the team um, because we're making progress. We have great competitors. We have good athletes. But on the other hand, I'm also looking at the Big Ten that lies ahead, and there's a lot of good teams with a lot of good athletes and a lot of great competitors just like we do. And what happens is once you get into the, the Big Ten, at least my opinion is everybody gets closer together. Uh, just because a team has struggled in non-conference, they get into conference play and, and they get into a routine of preparing and they know teams and what they like to do. There's that familiarity, I think, that kind of brings people closer together, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I hope it favors us against some teams, and um, but it will probably bring some other teams to where they're going to be within shooting distance of us. So, um, but. I, I'm happy with where we, our team is. I wish we could have gotten more people playing time. That's the biggest issue when you schedule to help your RPI, mm-hmm. which is a must. You can't do it any other way. You schedule good opponents that, so that your RPI will give you a chance to host first and second round or more, and in this case, that made it difficult to get a lot of our roster into matches as much as I want, wanted to, and keep everybody a little bit more engaged in what's going on. But that's a conversation we have all the time with our team. Uh, I think that they get it. Doesn't mean they're happy about it all the time. But overall, a very very good non-conference experience for us. And I think
0: we're we're prepared for the next step. Well, that's that's all you can ask, I, Going into conference, prepared as much as you can be. We'll uh, we'll jump back to the UCF match. Uh, start there. It was match two on the night last Thursday. Both. The whole weekend picked up by the Big Ten Network, which was, was fantastic.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah, and I think they saw some good matches, they close matches. On a couple uh, – five-setters, a four-setter, and the one-three-setter this match against Central Florida, where I thought we played our best match of the season. Um, we knew Central Florida was good. They had some live arms, um, aggressive players. They turned around and beat Illinois, I think, in five the next night. They did. A reverse sweep, if I'm correct. I yep. think Illinois squeezed the first two sets – and then Central Florida got rolling, and um, you know, end up winning I think 15 to nine, maybe in that third set. And I I was impressed with Central Florida from the time I started watching them and the results that they've had against some pretty good teams. And um, we felt like we had to shut down a certain part of their game, um, but they were in every match that we played, uh, every set that we played. Nothing was easy, uh, but I thought
0: we played very very well that night. And got good performances from everybody. The stats bear that out as well. A uh, three forty-nine attack percentage on that's the pretty team. darn good for a, against a good team. Absolutely, nine attack errors. Uh, you know, in three sets, that's a great that's ratio. Really low. Yep. Um, seven serve service errors against four aces, which is how many total attempts did we have? Uh, Do you total, have that down? Total attempts one hundred nine. Yeah. Swings. Yeah. I mean,
1: if you're under ten percent of your total attempts. Air, air, wise yeah. you're, you're playing pretty solid volleyball. It's a clean game yeah. from an off, offensive standpoint.
0: Also had uh, uh, double-digit blocks on the night. So yeah, like you said, against a good team coming into the weekend, UCF was eight and one. Mm-hmm. They were uh, receiving a lot of votes.
1: They yeah. were in the top thirty. I think they were twenty-seventh. Yeah. when were... we played them, and I think that's about where they are now 22. too. Uh, they bounced back and beat everybody last weekend. I, well, no, they they split. They beat, they beat Illinois. They split, but yeah. they they they're, they're still a good team, and they're. It'll be interesting as these new teams go into the Big 12, yes. what what happens? You got Cincinnati, you got BYU, you've got Central Florida and Houston, Houston right? And yeah. Those four teams enter the Big 12 and they've all got pretty good volleyball history. And so uh, I'm, I'm eager to see how they fare against some of the heavyweights from the Big 12, the Baylor and Kansas and Texas and, and a few others. Yeah, for
0: sure, for sure. Okay, so you guys, uh, you get that win. A pretty quick night. Uh, the match was delayed by almost an hour because Illinois and USC went five in match one. And then there was an ask to delay the game even more for TV. For TV.
1: Which I'm I still trying to grasp that concept. We were supposed to start at eight and the game goes late. And so then they want to put us back even further. So they must have had a heck of a, a
0: pregame show uh, <laughs> ready, ready for the Go TV, I guess. Uh, I, I wonder if top of the hour. I'm not sure. I yeah. wasn't in that uh, conversation. But it was a long wait. Yeah, a long wait. And, yeah. you know, the team came out and performed. The next night, um, you had to push again. Yeah. Just a little That's bit. That's the night because, I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking about the, the second The night. Friday night. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then you come out against USC, and uh, set one is going well. And you think you've got it won. And uh, the challenge card comes out. Yeah. And and it turns what was set point uh, against you, and USC ends up taking the set one, 30-28. Yeah. Um, in that moment, I mean, it's just it's just a set. You're playing well. You yeah. know, things are going
1: well. Well, we started really slow. Uh, USC came out of the gate and, and you know, kind of slapped us around a little bit early. But then we settled down, and we, we started handling the ball a little bit better and, and getting our, got our offense rolling and came back and took the lead and, and you know, thought we had the – The match won when they, I think it was a hitting error that they made, or we won a point and they went back early in the rally and found a net violation, Mm -hmm. if I remember right. And I I think it was there. You know, I got no problem with that. I have to give them, their coaching staff, and their players credit for being really good at the challenge review game. You know, when your players are paying attention and your coaches are paying attention, it helps you on that. You don't get so emotional. You're watching with the balls going all the time be paying attention to some of the details. And I thought they did a great job. I give them them a lot of credit. And uh, and then they end up, you know, coming back and winning. And um,
0: that wasn't the last time that that happened. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Set two, uh, well, you guys dominated set two. 25-15, yeah. hit 556 yeah. on the set. One error, 16 kills. Pretty good set for us. Not bad at all. Yeah. Uh Maybe the best set of the year so far. Yeah. And then, you know, set three, again, it turns on two points, 25-23, and again, it turns on a late challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, Two
1: late challenges in that game. Two late challenges remember, right? in
0: that in, in that set, and then one in the fourth as well. Yeah, what and one,
1: you know, again, I don't see we don't see the same cameras. One thing that we don't have access to right now in our gym is a feed into our uh, video boards that the cameras are using, whether it's the TV right. or the. Um, challenge review cameras we don't have access to that so we're not looking up at anything like i watched a match two days later they're playing in nebraska and there's a play that happens and doesn't look like john cook's going to challenge until he sees up on the video okay that they're playing in nebraska that he should challenge yeah so he challenges and they win the challenge well we don't have that going for us here but they do have it in some other places and uh we lost one there uh a, a really close call where they attacked the ball into the tape and it went out of bounds kind of sideways. Our player said she did not touch it. Yeah. And um, when they looked at it, I don't know what camera they looked at to get the angle, but they said that it, it was touched. But according to everybody that wrote me and text me and everything else that night said that TV showed it did not
0: touch. So again, sometimes it's about angles. Yeah, I was I was watching on TV and, and I didn't think it touched either. I certainly thought it was the definition of inconclusive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, you move on. Yeah, we move
1: on, and, <laughs> and then we end up. You know, we end up losing that set in, in extra uh, digits, and then we go into the the fourth set, which was a really good set. We led most of it. but It goes back and forth, and then there was a couple uh, plays in that match, at least one late. That was uh, uh, We thought we had the set one there. <laughs> or it may have been, it may it been twenty-two,
0: twenty-two. Yeah, it was in the 20s. And they launched
1: one out of bounds. Finally, their their young, their freshman made a hitting error way out of bounds, and they went back. And and as Lourdes Myers had gone up to block and landed and started her turn, she tipped the bottom of the net with her finger. Yeah. And um, there, you know, there's a rule where if you finished your blocking move and now you're starting to make your next play, um, you're allowed to to make contact with the net. I don't know how you define when that play ends and when the next one starts. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't have a big beep with that. I I never saw that happen live, and it was such a finite touch uh, that they saw him. One that was so finite, Laura said she didn't touch it. Well,
0: yeah, so, it, it was it was tiny. <laughs> yeah. it, it's not one of those where you know somebody made contact because the Nets movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, uh, on top of which the ball hitting the floor on, you know, the one that... What happened the first, the ball moves. hits the floor or what the would ball... Have happened? yeah happened, yeah, but, so but that was not in frame. Yeah. A Lotus's finger was, and, and yeah. the call goes against the boilers, and, you know...
1: My uh, dad always said that those calls will even out. Yeah. Maybe not in one match, okay, because we were 0 for 6, I think, as far yeah, as the review system goes. I mean, what one that wasn't called was a block that we had on an outside hitter that landed very close to the line... And again, they said it was out. The lines judge called it out, but it was the right time to review it, and so we did. And every indication I had from the again the cameras that we got was it got a piece of the line. Yep. Yeah. But yet, totally agree. It didn't go our way. So anyway, you I thought USC played great. They did. Let's get down They're to the very the things that really matter. They, they played a great match. They played better than I've seen them play all season. Maybe that's on us, that we didn't do enough to slow them down. We knew Skylar Fields was going to be a workhorse, and she'd get her 75 swings in a 5 set match if they went that far. Mm-hmm. But we did not expect uh, they had a middle that just went crazy against us, and the uh, girl starting her first match of her career went nuts against us, and, and we didn't do a good enough job defending those people. So when we went back on Monday and looked at tape, that's what we looked at. Yeah, Those are the things we looked at. Why did we not do a better job? Well, partially, those kids played really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, we just got to make more plays, and some of it has to be in the backcourt, not necessarily at the net blocking.
0: So, like you said, the Boilermakers 6-3, and three, and uh, uh, I don't want to belabor the point. To, uh, I probably should just move on, but uh, I'm curious your take on the challenge system overall. I, I know it was instituted to try and get calls correct, uh, but we've seen already a couple times this season, we saw it at Kansas, where, you know, maybe a coach is up against it and has nothing to lose, so you might as well challenge, and it can really, it can turn a set, it can turn yep. a match. Um, it, it feels like it's kind of bastardized what the system was intended to do at times. It, there might, you know, maybe there are too many challenges, there are too many instances where coaches can challenge each set. Yeah, I, you know from a coaching standpoint, I think the new rule
1: is right. It used to be you had what two or three, and once you used them, they were done. Right, even if you were right, so you could be getting a bad call three times in a row and you're out. Of, now you're out of challenges. The new rule is you get two, and if you're right, you keep them. And then when you go into a fifth set, you get an additional one as long as you don't already have two. Okay, okay. That um, the problem isn't with that part of the system, in my opinion. Okay, the problem was that the length of time it takes to look at a play and find out what happened. Now, some of those where they're they're looking at a whole rally, you got to go back and look at a net error in in a rally. I can understand that takes some time. Sure. Some of them shouldn't take that much time. And then on top of that, when the official makes the call, the official should not explain it now to the coach. She's not going to change her mind or or his mind. Once you make the call, it's over. Don't listen to a coach. Next play. Whether that's me or the opposing coach, mm-hmm. don't. I mean, there's times when I'm just I get it. There are other times I'm in disbelief and I want some kind of an explanation. They don't owe you an explanation, right? Okay. Even if they got it wrong, they don't owe you an explanation. That's the way I see it. Next, next play, and that would speed things up. So I think just doing, getting better at finding it. There are some conferences that have other people that look at the video, not. The down official. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of people ask me afterwards, why is the down official looking at the same play they just missed that, that's in question? You know, when you're when you're speeding, you know that you don't just determine whether you get a ticket or not. Right. Somebody else does. Right. And so um, sometimes they give you a break, and I've had that good fortune a couple of times <laughs> in the last summer. But um, I'm, my point is that um, we just got to speed the process up. I, I think we put a lot of money into the cameras and the system. Um, I think just being more uh, efficient at how we do it. Okay, okay. That makes sense. That's uh, just my opinion. You can yeah, have a different one.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, you know what they say about I it. I think opinion? most fans of Purdue Volleyball, right, have a different opinion. <laughs> For sure. Uh, it, it just, it. Uh, you know, I know every coach has gotten to a situation where maybe they're out of timeouts and they've got a challenge. Yeah. So... You might as well throw it out there sometimes, and steal the time
1: Sometimes that can be done.
0: That can be and, done. And sometimes, not often.
1: Sometimes that's done, and, and miraculously, there was a, a violation, yeah. a, a net touch. I mean, in the NCAA finals about four years ago, John Cook, match was over. They were getting beat in the semifinals. What am I going to do?
0: Like, let's see if,
1: there, if something happened. And by golly, they did. They got a touch. And, and I They came back
0: and won. That's another question I have, and I'll go straight to, straight to the man on this one. You don't have to challenge something specific. Well, you do challenge something specific,
1: but they can look at the whole...
0: But Then they look at the whole point. They can't. They can They're I don't think they always go
1: back and look at the whole thing. But if they, if they think there might be something there, then it gets, up, again, up to their yeah. um, opinion on what might have happened during that rally. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the fun thing about athletics is rules are always tweaked a little bit, yeah. and then you f- try and figure out a better way, yeah. and, and I'm sure they'll keep... Well, I'm, I'm glad we've got it. I just think we can keep getting better at it. Definitely. Definitely. We're going to try and keep getting better uh, on the season as we move to Big Ten play. We'll talk about that right after the break. Dig City podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine. Inspiring health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Now back to the show. All right, Coach, so you uh, move on to the major part of the season, the Big Ten Conference opener on the road at Maryland and Rutgers this week. Um We'll talk about Maryland and Rutgers first and then we'll give a sort of an overview of where the conference lays here in a little sure, bit. Sure. But uh, uh I know they've both got fantastic records. Uh Maryland coming into the weekend, I believe at ten and two. Yep. Yeah. And Rutgers is eight and two. Those are really eight, good Eighteen starts. and four. The yeah. Eighteen and four best start. I think Rutgers has had in a long time and
1: Maryland's won six in a row and their schedule has not been Chop liver. Um, it's it's not been like ours yeah. as far as how many top 50 teams they played, but they've got some good wins. The big best win is uh, probably mm, Coastal Carolina, Princeton, Florida Gulf Coast. Those are all you know respectable wins for them. Utah Valley's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they you know they're they're playing well and, and getting better in it. As I've told our team, it's pretty much same team we played last year, yeah. and we lost to them. Uh, at our place uh, a year ago. I think they swept us, unless I'm getting my ears confused. No, right. you're right. That was last year. Um, and they played very well that night, and they had a, a big middle that went crazy. She's still with them right now. That's Anastasia Rush, and she's a good good player. Got another middle that's hitting, she's hitting 516 right now, and she's got a teammate out of the middle hitting 449. So I, I guess you know where you start your defense. It's got You gotta start with those two, but All their pin hitters are back. They've got a really good setter that I like, Sidney Downey. Uh, And the setter is – and why I'm looking at the wrong stats right here. Do I got the right stats? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, Dowler. Dowler. Chris Dowler's daughter. Chris Dowler played at Ball State. Okay. And uh, was a really good middle blocker. His daughter is a setter. And uh, she's been there. This is her fourth year, and she really runs the show. She's one of my favorite players in the Big Ten Conference. So – They'll be really tough to handle, and you know, coming off of a a, a lot of wins, that uh, they'll have that place packed and um, rock. And they got a gym that holds about, I want to say, I don't know, fifteen hundred, maybe. And um, it will be it will be a, an interesting night for us because it's always tough. We've always had tough matches at Maryland.
0: You guys have been home the last couple of weeks, uh, hitting the road again, getting, getting back out there together. I know mean, that can be sort of a unifying act. You know, everybody, you circle you, you the wagons a little bit because yeah. there's, you know, you're on the road. There's fewer distractions. There's fewer things pulling at your attention.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and more importantly, Corey, is that we've got players that I trust yeah. that are going to play well and are going to compete and are going to narrow their focus as they need to. Uh, the travel and all those things you know we, we with Carrie Grinnell at the helm our, our director of operations and she's now in her third season and uh, Kat Jewel used to do all a lot of that work and now she does more coaching than she does logistics but she still does some logistics because she likes to have her hand in a lot of different yep. things uh, but that will go smooth unless there's something out of our control it will go smooth that's the, the one of the advantages of having an experienced staff and we'll have coaches that will have us prepared to play and it's a matter of just relaxing and going out and doing your thing. And uh, But this is a good team. This Maryland will beat a lot of good teams at home this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you know, we just have to go out and play our very best volleyball and, and, and know who they are. And the fact they beat us here, I think, certainly gives us that understanding that they're good enough to beat us.
0: That stinks when you're going through it last year, uh, but – but maybe, you know, in retrospect, it, it helps never to focus, maybe. Well,
1: it did help. We went back out there and, and did beat them yeah. at their place late in the season in a, in a good match. It was close. I think it was a four-setter, but it was close. And, mm-hmm. and um, But it's, it's never easy on the road. That's why those wins are so satisfying when you get them.
0: Definitely. Then uh, that is 7 o'clock Friday night on Big Ten Plus. Then uh, you get the day in between, uh, travel day to uh, go to Rutgers and and take on the Scotland Knights on Sunday afternoon. Um, good to not be playing back-to-back. I know it's it's, no. it's nice to have a little bit more I, prep
1: time. I, I love not playing back-to-back. Uh, I think it's best for the athletes yeah. to have volleyball players play Friday and Saturday or Thursday, Friday. It, it becomes a grind and it, it, it's a, a you know a health issue. Uh, the other thing is we're playing in Jersey Mike Arena. Yep. Yeah. Okay? And we've not been there yet. Every time we've played... At Rutgers, it's been later in the year, and by then basketball has taken over the, the the venue, and we're playing at, I think the maybe the Church Street gym or some some gym, State Street. What is it called?
0: I don't have college a College
1: Street gym. College, Street, college gym. Street gym. Okay, and it's basically their their uh, recreation center. Mm-hmm. Okay, where the volleyball team plays in the old 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 gym. Um, and uh, it's fine. I, li- I don't mind playing there. Uh, the, the amenities aren't very good, but it's it's a gym, and they got a net, and um, we haven't lost there. Um, but now we get an opportunity for the first time to play in a, their basketball venue, and I think that will be a good experience.
0: Rutgers, like you said, comes in 8-2. and two. Um, They've, you know, a 5-7 loss to NC State. Uh, they've got gotten... – Beat by Princeton their last time out. Of course, they take on Penn State uh, uh, Friday. Oh, uh, Wednesday. They take on Penn State tonight. tonight. Okay, so they a, got a, they got a couple a days.
1: Number. They got a little more time to yep to prepare for for Saturday's match. But um, I, I, you know, I look at this conference this season, and a lot of people are are, are telling me that the the bottom of the pack. Is, is not as good. I think what they're saying is the bottom half may not be as good because I think Rutgers is clearly better than what they have been. They've been down there you know, toward the bottom for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some really good teams. I think Indiana probably right now has put themselves in the top half of this league as far as what they've done in that conference and how they look with the veteran players returning. So, I mean, I think there's plenty of good teams and, and all I can tell. Uh, anybody that wants to listen, is you have to be very well prepared to play no matter who you you play in this league, or you will get beat.
0: It does look, you know, when you look at the national polls, it looks like maybe it's a little more top-heavy than normal with Wisconsin 1, Nebraska uh, 2 this week, Mm -hmm. and uh, Wisconsin, you know, nearly a unanimous number one, 62 out of 64 first-place votes. But then you have to go all the way down to Minnesota at 12, uh, Penn State 15, Purdue at 19, and Ohio State crawled, uh, got back in at 21, and that's it for for ranked Big Ten teams. Now I said, that's it. It, it. It's still six teams, but yeah. but that's. And I don't think oh, I don't still. think
1: the Buckeyes ever dropped out. Uh, no, you're right. They, they were been in it They just they played a monster schedule. They're three and, and six. It, a lot of people looking at teams, seven. and and I don't necessarily agree with this, but a lot of people looking at that poll, and they're looking at Kentucky, and they're looking at Ohio State, and maybe some others who actually have losing records. And they're saying, why are they in the top 25? Well, because they're one of the top 25 teams in the country. They've they've just played, as I mentioned last week, what we've been doing, playing Murderer's Row. I mean, they're just playing a bunch of monsters, just great teams. And uh, at least in Kentucky's case, they won a couple Mm -hmm. against really good teams. I don't know who, what, I'm not looking at Ohio State's schedule in front of me. I just know they played Texas twice and, and they, they played some really, really good teams. Then they go out and play Oregon and um, somebody else, uh, maybe Stanford. Stanford yeah. So they played a great schedule. So it's, you know, that's okay if you don't rank them as long as you're going to welcome them back when they prove that they're starting to win and, and, and do things. But uh, I know their talent and I know Kentucky's talent. We played Kentucky. Kentucky played a great match against the number two team in the country at Nebraska. And uh, in the fourth set, they've got a lead about at 20. And uh, that was when Nebraska turned it on, I think, beat them 25, 22. But Kentucky's got really good players, really good talent. They were picked to win the SEC. They won the SEC four years in a row. And they've got plenty of players back from some of those teams. So um, when I pick them, and I'm one of 60 people that, you know, have that burden or that opportunity, um, I certainly feel like Kentucky's a top 25 team. And because I've seen him and I, I know, you know, it's kind of like they say around here, Texas and Matt Painter and volleyball, it's Texas <laughs> and Craig Skinner. Yeah. I mean, he's always gonna have a team that's gonna be right in there. You'll see him in the Sweet 16 and maybe beyond.
0: And, and you, you're kind of hoping you don't see them specifically well, across yeah. the net in the Sweet yeah. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else to, to touch on? Oh, we sort of, you know, gave, gave a little bit of a, you know, as we head into the Big 10 season, it's it's, I wouldn't say it's uh, it's wide open, but there's certainly a lot of competitive teams. It's going to be a lot of fun this year.
1: Yeah, you know, one of, the, one of the teams across the country that has really played well has been Florida. And Florida lost their first match of the season to Wisconsin on Sunday. That was one of those reverse sweeps. There were two of them. Yep. Uh, Wisconsin coming back and beating Florida. And then what was the other one? Stanford coming back and beating Louisville and giving Louisville, the Cardinals, their first Lost, But I really think Florida's been a surprise team, even though they're a traditional powerhouse. Mm-hmm. They've been playing at a higher level than what people thought. They lost the Beeson kid to Nebraska, who has kind of become their best player. Um, but they filled some holes, and they've been playing well. And then, I think it was the third set, somewhere along that line, maybe the second set, they lose um, their All-American-level setter. Uh, she hurt her knee whether it's a, a season injury, I don't know yet, but it kind of looked like it to me when I watched her land. I hope it's not. She's yeah. a great kid, and uh, you hate to have that happen to anybody, not, and I'm being 100% truthful. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was a tough loss, but they've been very good. They end up getting a kid that played four years at Flagler, which is a D2 school, that is their backup setter. And she had to step into that, series looking across at Smrek. And uh, some of those, the size of some of those players across the net, Booth and company, six mm-hmm. nine, six seven, and uh, try to step in and run the show. So I, I, I know how hard that can be, but that may be who they're going to they're gonna go with the rest of the season. It'll be interesting to see how Mary Wise, a former Purdue uh, player here that uh, I'd like to see in the Hall of Fame here at Purdue as soon as possible, the winningest female coach in the history of the sport in our country. And I think that merits a little bit of respect
0: from her alma mater. Yeah, uh, it's been fun to watch Florida sort of rebound back to, to where we're used to seeing them, yeah. uh, and, and it's going to be a Well, little...
1: the SEC's good this yeah, year. It is. They're is. Yeah. They're really good. I mean, yeah. Kentucky right now, people might say they're going to be fourth or fifth in the league. Tennessee, a team that we put out of the NCAA tournament last year, mm-hmm. but I knew then how good they were. I mean, they were really, really they were tough really to beat. Tough, yeah. it took us five sets, and we, we, we barely did it. And now they're, they're ranked somewhere around 13th in the country. Yeah. Arkansas may be right behind or right in front of them. And then yeah. you got Kentucky and uh, Texas A&M with a new coach is doing some really, really good things, making lots of noise. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be a really tough league this year. And uh, it won't be easy uh, to go undefeated or even lose just a couple in that a league this season.
0: It'll be nice to watch a call, uh, other leagues knock the tar out of each other for three A little minutes. bit, yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe I won't more be paying that notices. much
1: attention to it. I, <laughs> uh, in non-conference, you know, you, you got a little more chance to watch some people yeah. play. And I like, I, I love playing on the Thursday and Friday. We did that twice this year at Kansas and our tournament here to end the non-con season. I love that because you had Saturday and Sunday uh-huh. off to get ready for the next week. And we went over and watched football. I've been able to watch football twice. Yep. This year and, and, and enjoy it. Take my lovely wife over there and, and see some some football. So that's that's been an enjoyable part of, of playing on Thursday and Friday.
0: Well, uh, you're playing on uh, on Friday and Sunday this week. We yeah. get uh, back to sort of more regular weekend schedule and trust and... me, our
1: our volleyball team will be watching this game here against Syracuse. I'll tell you that. What is that? is that a, or is guess, that a Friday uh, night? Or is that not? It's, I mean, against well, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Friday night it's, it's a Friday
0: night. We won't yeah, be watching won't that. We won't be able way. to watch. Unfortunately. I forgot it was Friday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Friday night. Well, anyway, wish wish the squad the best of luck. I saw some good things from them. Just looked like we turned the football over a few too many times, and uh, in in good territory too. Yeah. Where we were getting ready to score. So, yeah. hang
0: on to the football. Clean up clean up a few mistakes, and yeah. you never know. Yeah. All right. Well, coach. Hopefully, you guys can limit the mistakes as well, and come back with a couple victories. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate it. Well, uh, hammer down.